Hello, and welcome to the Radical Thoughts Podcast. This is a teaser for our patron-only bonus episode with C. Derek Varn discussing Jean Baudrillard and his work. This is a companion to our episode on Baudrillard's The System of Objects, which was our closing book for Season 1. I hope you enjoy this preview, and if you're interested in hearing the whole thing, you can become a Patreon subscriber for just $3 a month. You can find the link in the show notes below. He gets, uh, he basically becomes blackpilled by by both the Marxist overclaim of a theoretical apparatus that can explain history, which he thinks doesn't actually hold, and it's definitely true by 1974, but he also thinks that they also don't really want the politics they say they want. Like the creation of the social world he sees is not really what they actually do that, that for all their talk of violent revolutions, they obscure that, you know, they, they actually mostly function as like a, a, a loyal opposition to the socialist party um, and empower it. And they don't ever really try to take power um, in any extra political, extra electoral means um, and so the rhetoric seems mostly for Baudrillard, not about, you know, what they actually want to do, but about maintaining a simulation and a narrative of a radical break, which doesn't ever happen and which they have no intent on delivering. Right. Um, so this work is, you know, um, the system, the object is when he's still trying to reconcile, you know, structural um, semiotics with Marxism. And he wasn't the only person trying to do it. The the issue is it doesn't really work. Like, right, right. Yeah. um, You know, Althusser tries to functionally do the same thing, actually. Mm -hmm. And I mean, early Barthes is is also a Marxist, even when he's mm -hmm. doing like some of his early mythologies, semiotics, too. And he just kind of goes, I'm not really a Marxist anymore. And then just keeps being a semiotician. It's interesting that you uh, talked about in, in relation to the situationists too, because we noted that at the end of the book, you know, I think it does come out 67, if mm. I remember correctly. So it's right before 68. Uh, we weren't sure if at this point he actually had any direct connection to the situationists and their milieu or texts. We, we didn't really have a good timeline for that um, or any clear indication of it, but we were noting that it seems similar in some of its points but like even in this book where he's trying to reconcile it we thought it was kind of interesting how when he gets to his conclusion he never really chooses to go and this is why we need to establish the general council this is why we need to take over or something he kind of has this already prefigured we have to be cautious that talk of revolution doesn't also just fit into the system of objects the end (laughs) he kind of in a way i mean we would talk about it in, in And the American left is the anti-capitalist critique of capitalism is already writ in capitalism. And Baudrillard, he takes that seriously before a lot of other leftists in France Mm -hmm. do. He doesn't phrase it in that way, although he sees the system of objects as a as a progress as a almost progressive and natural development from early bourgeois culture. But he also sees this as like there's not this isn't going to be a clean way out. For Baudrillard, you get the feeling that by the middle of the 70s, he thinks any positing of a clean way out is delusional. I sometimes joke that one of the issues with uh, with Baudrillard is he's both more radical and more reactionary than almost any critic of Marxism and that he's like trying to push 
this to its logical conclusion, particularly these trends coming out of France. But he's also kind of more willing to talk about the implications without like far falling into, frankly, what I think Althusser does, which is which is obscuring through um, through jargon mongering. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, where you can't quite tell if Althusser means much, you know, the way he used idealist and ideology and, and this, that, and the other. You, most people yeah. don't really know what he means. Baudrillard, for all his supposed difficulty, is actually usually pretty easy to read. It's partially because he's so polemical. Like, he's very good at just being like, here's what I think of this and why I am dissatisfied with it. Like, even this book, we were noting, it, it follows a very strange... I mean, I, I know that you said that it, it reads very different from his his later work, but it, it has a very strange almost like uh, here's a couple observations about something. And he draws out what this relates to his semi systemic like thing that he kind of implies, but he never really like lays out how he's analyzing anything. Mm-hmm. He just kind of just says, like, we can note that the cars are doing this and like he just kind of like asserts stuff, but he never he's not really doing an analytical piece with a, with a clear like systemic approach to his categories or, or if it, like there's a kind of a system there, but he's, he's not trying to lay out what he's doing. At, he just does it. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, I think it's interesting because I also think that's more, that's something that we find frustrating in our, in our traditional rhetoric. But if you read post-structuralism in general, they all yeah. do that. Um, so you are bringing up his relationships to the Situationist. This book comes out the same year as Society of Spectacle, but he was actually in dialogue with Debord. And in mm-hmm. fact, um, he was part of that theorization of this idea of the consumer spectacle, which kind of goes back, you know, you see a similar trait in the Frankfurt School. Um, and the function, you know, the function of the cultural industry and society. He's 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 interested in that. But he sees this as almost not just a sociological problem, not a problem of production like the Frankfurt School kind of does. He also sees it as part of a, um, an epistemic drive to have certainty where there can be none. And he doesn't fully state that until the mid-70s, where he really breaks with, with the Marxists formally. Mm-hmm. That's it for this preview. Again, if you want to hear the full discussion, along with all the other bonus episodes we've created, you can subscribe to our Patreon for just $3 a month in the show notes below. We're looking forward to season two. We hope that the episode on Raymond Williams' The Politics of Modernism will be out within the week. We hope you'll join us next time.